Hello and welcome back to the Dear Fellow Black Single Mom podcast. I am your host, Cass, and welcome to those of you who are new to the podcast. Welcome and to those of you who have been here before, welcome back. I thank you all so much for coming back week after week. The podcast is growing and that makes me so excited and gives me um, just more encouragement to keep going with this because as you guys know, I'm sharing my personal life with you all and some of the things that I'm sharing in this podcast are things that I've never actually told another human being. These are things that I've only really talked to with God about and so this is really personal for me but It's really something that I felt led to do because of God. So that's why one of the biggest reasons why I'm continuing to do this. And I just hope that it's reaching other black single moms because you guys, this is like my letter to other fellow black single moms who are in here, who are in the journey. And I hope that you all are getting something from it. I did hear from two of you all this past week from Michelle in South Africa and Kim in Texas. Hey y'all, just thankful that you guys reached out. Those emails meant so much to me and were just what I needed in my week. They definitely were a surprise, but I was so excited once I saw like, oh, people are emailing me so if you guys have something that you want to say if you have a question please reach out to me i love hearing from you all and i really did enjoy hearing um from michelle and kim also i have an instagram page now social media is not really my thing but i figured why not provide another way for you guys to reach out to me and interact with me i know Instagram might be um, an easier way for you guys to do that. So I have a Instagram page that is just the same name as the podcast, Dear Fellow Black Single Mom. And yes, please slide through the DMs, ask me questions, say hello. I love hearing from you all. And without further ado, we're going to jump into this episode. In my pregnancy, my due date was set for August 17th. And by that point, I did feel ready to have my son, like if he were to come, I felt pretty prepared, like I had all the physical things that I needed, but of course I was really nervous about actually giving birth because it's not something that you hear is easy or painless, like you hear that it's a lot of work and you can be in labor for like 48 hours and um, I was also concerned about getting a c-section I really didn't want a c-section I wanted to do a vaginal natural birth but I definitely was not afraid of getting um, an epidural because I was like I don't want to feel pain as much as possible so I was really nervous about that but I was also um, unsure about who I wanted to be in the delivery room with me because there was my son's father but we weren't really talking at the time and then um, I also thought about like maybe I wanted to have my friends but I was like oh maybe that might be a little bit you know awkward given that you know I'm going to be giving birth. So that was running through my mind. I was like, I don't want to be alone, but I really don't know that I feel 100% comfortable with my son's father being there, given that we're not on the best of terms. So 
it's the beginning of august and for whatever reason i woke up that first day and i was like you know what i really want to go to the beach today and it was random but it had been something that i wanted to do all summer because every summer i try to go to the beach at least once and that summer i hadn't gone at all and i was like you know what I'm gonna go to the beach. So I decided to skip work and go to the beach. But before I went, there were a few things that I needed to go get from the store. So I head to the grocery store first. And while I'm there, I feel my phone vibrating. And I see my son's father's name pop up on my phone. Now, the last time I saw him was actually back in July. We had gone to a birthing class together and he was the one who paid for it. I had wanted to do that and had mentioned it months prior. And for whatever reason, he decided that he wanted us to go. So I was like, okay. And of course it was very awkward because we hadn't seen each other in a few weeks. And the birthing class was a pretty small group of us, but um, you know, we weren't alone, which I was thankful for. But it was really awkward because in the birthing class, the way that they were talking, everything was about couples and just the language that they used was very much focused on two couples or a wife and a husband coming together for this moment and I was sitting there kind of awkward like well this man is not my husband and we're not even together so all of this stuff is just bringing up a lot of feelings I was very kind of sad because I was like I'm this is not going to be our experience like we're not going to be home together and my water break and he dragged me to the hospital like we don't even really talk to each other or see each other. So that was the last time I saw him. So when his name popped up on my phone, I was thinking, oh, maybe he's calling because, you know, I'm nearing my due date and he wants to talk about what the plan is. And so I was nervous because, again, my mind, I hadn't made up my mind about what I wanted to do. And I was like, well, I guess we could talk about it, you know, on the phone and figure out what is best. So curious as to what he had to say, I pick up. And when I pick up, he's all casual, like, hey, how are you doing? What are you up to? And I'm like, oh, you know, I tell him I'm heading to the beach today. I'm at the grocery store, just grabbing a couple of stuff that I need. And he's like, oh, um, can I see you? I want to talk to you about something in person. And at first I'm like, uh, I'm hesitant because I'm like, uh, what could he possibly have to say in person? But I'm always, I'm one of those people. I'm so curious that sometimes it gets the best of me. And, but for whatever reason, I'm like, okay, I will change my plans around and I'll see what he wants to say. So we agreed to meet that afternoon. And by that point of the day, I still had wanted to go to the beach. But I mean, by three o'clock, if you're not at the beach, there's no point in going. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm not going to go to the beach anymore. So I meet him at a train station that's not too, too far from where I live. And of course, there's butterflies in my stomach because I still have feelings for him at this point. And 
I'm a little excited. I'm a little excited to see him. And there's, at first there is this awkward silence in the car. And then he starts to talk. And the first thing that I remember us talking about, because we did talk about a lot of things that day, but the first thing he really talked about was apologizing. He started to apologize for how awful he had been in the past. And it completely threw me off guard because that was not what I was expecting. But he was apologizing and he was giving specific examples of things that he had did wrong and why he, uh, how he realized that it was wrong and what it was that he was going through during those times. And it felt really sincere. And I think because he gave really specific examples, that made me feel like he really understood why those things were messed up and he also apologized for the way things had ended with us because it was a very messy breakup where he basically left me to be with somebody else another woman and unexpectedly he also talked about what had been happening in his life since he and I split up and surprisingly And ironically, he basically talked about how his relationship with this woman had actually been really toxic. And I won't get into the details because it's not my story to tell, but I say that that's ironic because I thought all this time that he's happy, he's moved on, he's in the relationship that he wants to be in, and things are working really well, while all this time it turns out that that was further from the case. And it also, um, I later realized this, but it made me see like, he does know what a toxic relationship is, but it's interesting how he didn't really see that in himself later on so I'm getting ahead of myself but so he's explaining what's been going on in his life the last couple of months and how he felt like he messed up and he should have been here for me and helping me to prepare for the baby and you know of course this is like bringing up butterflies and I'm just like my heart is melting at this point and I'm just so like happy and thrilled because I'm like oh this means that there's a chance for us to get back together and not only is there a chance but there's a chance of us actually making this work and this being what I wanted it to be which was for us to become a family become one and raise our son together you know and so we then met up two other times that week and we just spent a lot of that time just talking and um, reconnecting with each other and talking about everything that had happened the last couple of months because we really hadn't talked in depth with each other and really hadn't seen each other more than maybe three or four times since the breakup happened and so during all this time uh, you know I'm thinking like man is this real I'm thinking once again that God answered my prayers and that this was 
a miracle because I had been praying for this to happen. I had been praying for us to get back together, but I honestly didn't think that I would it would happen because from my perspective, I thought he had moved on and he was happy in his relationship. And so I prayed really, really, really hard. And to have it happen the way it did, I just felt like, man, God is on my side. Everything is changing for the better now. And it ultimately made me feel a lot more comfortable with the idea of having him in the delivery room because now we were on good terms with each other. And now it's like, well, yes, of course, I wanna have the man who helped create this life to be there to help me, to support me. So, um, that made that decision a lot easier and during this time he also expressed wanting us to get back together and so we did and around this time it was probably like august 7th so i had like about 10 more days before i was supposed to give birth and during this time you know we're spending time together he's helping me out he's like cooking for me driving me around kind of making up for lost time because the last couple of months really the entire pregnancy but especially the last couple of months i have been really doing everything for myself all the preparations and so he was doing i guess what he felt like he could do to help because the other part of things that I later discovered was that he was not working and he didn't really have a stable roof over his head. And that was something that I found out maybe like a week before I um, was set to give birth. And of course, me being the person that I am, like I easily take on um, the problems of my partner. So whoever I'm dating, like your problem becomes my problem. And so I was really stressed out about this at first and he tried to make it seem like it wasn't a big deal at first and like he had it under control and he would figure it out. But it was something in the back of my mind where I was like, well, you know, when our son is here and you're spending time with him, like, where is he supposed to go? You know, like, I don't want him to just be out there, you know, going from home to home. So that was in the background, but I tried not to think about it and just focus on the positives of like, well, we're back together and we're working on a relationship and, you know, he's really helping me out. And I'm just grateful that we got to this point before my son officially arrives. And so everything seemed like it was great and he seemed like he had changed. Uh, for those two weeks, he wasn't arguing with me. He wasn't putting me down. He wasn't doing a lot of the things that he had been doing prior. So I was like, man, this just confirms for me that he really has changed. And all those things that he said from our first conversation like he really understands now and he's changing that behavior. He was also spending more time like around my family and um, this was something that kind of stressed me out then. Doesn't really stress me out now, but at the time, you know, there was some tension between him and my parents and I was kind of stressed out about it because I'm like, well, he's gonna be here 
he's gonna be spending time with our son here at the house so I don't want it to be awkward I don't want it to be tense like ideally I would want everybody to get along like you guys don't have to like each other but I did want my parents and my son's father to eventually get to that point and it seemed like he was getting to that point um he i remember my uncle came over to like put my fan a fan in our room so that the baby wouldn't get too hot at night and um he helped my uncle put the fan together he put um the pack and play together so he was doing things here and there and a lot of it was i mean it was helpful I'm not going to take that away from him. He was helpful, especially during those last two weeks that um, I was pregnant and I was a lot bigger then too. So it was like I was more tired more frequently and it was getting a lot harder for me to do things. And so I took my maternity leave around like August 10th a week earlier than I was supposed to but by that point I was like you know what I can't do it I can't do these drives to and from work like I am over it so and plus I was like you know what I think I just want to spend more time just like relaxing and spend more time with my son's father and um, just enjoy you know these last moments so there were a lot of nights where we would just like watch Netflix he would cook dinner and Honestly, I thought like this was, this was what I was praying for. And this was what I had wanted my pregnancy to be like, and it was finally happening. So I truly did feel like I was blessed. Um, but as we approached my due date, of course, things started to fall apart. And uh, there were things that I realize now that I overlooked during that time because, again, I just wanted to stay in that space, that space where everything seemed like it was perfect, everything seemed like it was better, you know, it seemed like all of the problems we had before were non-existent, but really, I was overlooking, overlooking a lot of things. Uh, for example... I had a friend who was a guy friend and he would call me from time to time just to check on me but you know he was a friend so I didn't have any feelings for him it was very platonic but my son's father was uncomfortable with the relationship so he told me to end it and I didn't want to end it but I didn't feel like I had a choice so I was like okay I'm I'm gonna end it. I don't want us to argue or fight about this. We're finally on good terms. Easy. Then there was also the fact that he was unemployed and he was homeless. And it was not the first time in our dating history that either of those things had happened. But now he was kind of pressuring me to help him figure it out. Now it became our problem. And there were times where, you know, I was like, well, I'm really tired. I want to go home. And he, he would accuse me of not being there for him, not helping him figure this out, not helping him through this difficult time. And I'm like, dude, I'm like nine months pregnant. I'm exhausted. And I've done all that I can do. And so he asked me, you know, if I could ask my parents if he could stay with 
of my family. And my parents, I guess, knew what was going on because basically he would borrow my car and he would sleep in my car and then, you know, come back in the mornings. And so they knew that something was up. And so they confronted me about it and asked me, like, you know, does he have a place to stay? And so once I told them the truth, they were like, okay, he can stay with us. And I wasn't 100% comfortable with him staying with my family and I, but I felt bad. And I felt like, well, he doesn't have anywhere to go. So I guess this is what what's best and also thinking about like well he'll be able to spend more time with the baby and he'll be able to help me once the baby is here so I tried to like think positively about it and talk myself into it even though I was not comfortable with it but I felt bad and I felt like man maybe he's right like maybe I really do need to be here for him maybe I need to be more um, proactive in helping him so I remember one day I was so tired y'all you know by that point in your pregnancy like all you want to do is be in bed but I was like okay we're gonna go to and this was also during like my week off from work and so I was like spending basically spending all of my time trying to help him so uh, we went to uh, Panera Bread one time and I was helping him find jobs to apply to and the whole time in my mind, I'm like, man, I wish I was at home, <laughs> in bed, eating some food and watching TV, just relaxing, not at this store, this uh, restaurant with the AC blasting and I'm freezing, helping this man with this uh, resume and helping him to apply to jobs. And I mentioned all of that because I realized later on that what my son's father wanted was a mother a mother number two and there's a big difference between being his partner or being a partner and being someone's mother and a lot of times men want women not all the times but sometimes there are men out there who want women to be the rehabilitation centers they want women to be their everything and I know I have played that role too many times and I didn't realize that that was the role that I was playing, but that was the role that I was playing. And really what I should have done in that moment um, was definitely not get back together with him because he was not stable and not in a place to think about relationships or being with anybody. But I also should have put up boundaries and his problems should not have become my problems but they did you know i should have really focused more on myself and not being stressed out especially during that time right because i wasn't trying to go into labor early and i wanted to carry the term so the last week of my pregnancy was once again very stressful, but I didn't see the connection. I didn't realize that your life is very stressful when this man is connected to you. When he's not connected to you, your life is not stressful. But you know, that comes, that will come later. But back then I just felt like, man, he's here, he's trying, he's, you know, making up for lost time and you know i'm just happy that we're back together and so 
Uh, eventually we did get to the due date, the 17th, and my son did not come that day. He decided to stay a little bit longer. And honestly, I was kind of, um, I was kind of happy because I was, again, still really nervous about it. And also I was happy that I had carried to term because that was something that I had been concerned about, even though I really didn't have any complications during my pregnancy but you know still you never know so I was thankful but I definitely was still very stressed and trying to rationalize everything even the toxic parts or the toxic things that were happening with my relationship to my son's father at the time I was just rationalizing everything and eventually we did start to have arguments and bickering started to happen again and I was like well you know he's really stressed he's trying to find a job right now he's unemployed and you know he's trying to figure out his living situation so I was rationalizing his mistreatment towards me as I am you know 40 plus weeks pregnant and about to deliver our son you know and that is something that you know to this day I I give myself a lot of grace for that time period because I know sometimes when you leave a bad situation it's really easy to beat yourself up about it but I give myself grace because uh, something that I learned in therapy is that I did the best that I could I made the best decisions that I could at that time and point given the information that I had and now of course I would make different decisions, but that's because I have different information available. So I had to get to a point where I didn't beat myself up for taking him back because I had feelings for him and I wanted us to be a family and I didn't realize just yet that my relationship wasn't just toxic, but it was abusive and there's a difference between that, you know, and it, you know, it's all, it's all a journey and I feel like everything happened when it was supposed to happen and you guys will hear more about that in the next episode, but I thank you all so much for tuning in. If you guys want to do me a favor and follow me on Instagram at dearfellowblacksinglemom at Instagram, that would be really, really helpful and really, really great. And if you guys also want to send me a message, say hello, uh, leave a comment. I will be putting posts up soon. There is nothing there now, but there will be, and I will be consistent with that too. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear from you guys. If you guys want to send me an email, because I am old fashioned in that way. I do love emails and I respond to them. Uh, please feel free to uh, send me an email at dearfellowblacksinglemom at gmail.com. Again, that is dearfellowblacksinglemom at gmail.com. And I thank you all for tuning in and I look forward to coming back next week. Peace.